Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. Um, exciting news today, um, it's the weather update. No, it's the market update. So I, I, do, I do get a lot of laughs of people actually telling me about the weather updates, but and Melinda tells me not to say it all the time, but um, beautiful sunny day, I might just add, before we start the market update. So welcome to another episode. Um, it's the fun day for Melinda with the data and the stats and all those things. Um, and just to give you some update of what's happening here in Brizzy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in once again. And apologies for anyone that gets really annoyed by the weather updates every week. Um, I do have to put up with it. I do punch him in the ribs every time he does it. But um, that's the little giggle that you hear. But look, more importantly, we do want to get right into the data. I've been putting together all of the latest research to report in today and provide listeners with an update on what's actually happening, what the data trends are showing, and even more importantly, um, being ahead of the data, what we are seeing on the ground. Yeah, so interesting times. Um, we have got our crystal ball here today to, to give you some ideas of what we think is happening and, and could happen. Um, obviously, there's a bit of guesswork in that side of things. But, um, you know, just to talk about national trend, lockdowns, what's happening, what impact that has, what, what it could have, um, interest rates, all those types of things. So um, let's jump into it and start with um, the national trend. Brisbane seems to be bucking that. Yes, very interesting um, because when you look at the national news headlines and you look at um, some of what the the news headlines and the the newspapers are showing, um, it says that the price growth momentum is slowing in the Australian housing market. Now, one thing that I always say is that Australia is not one housing market, as we know, and every capital city, every regional area has its own independent market. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. But Brisbane is bucking the national trend. Um, Brisbane is not losing any price growth momentum. Um, And especially in the most recent months in the housing sector, units are a little bit different. And we're going to break that down uh, later in the episode. But if you are looking for a house in Brisbane, do not listen to national news headlines. There is no slow down in growth momentum in the housing sector in Brisbane right now. Yeah, I, I think I, I totally agree. What we see on the ground um, on that side of things is not only is the, is the market strong, um, it, it's it's actually achieving really good prices as well. Um, I, I do talk to people quite often and, and just say that, you know, when people are after a bargain or, you know, cheaper prices and, and they're not really understanding what's happening here, um, it, it's the, it's just the prices at the moment. This is Brisbane and this is the way it is. Um, Sydney, other areas have done that type of thing in the past and and prices have moved. Um, This is now what what properties are worth in Brisbane. So those very, very cheap prices that they they talk about, um, it's a little bit unrealistic and you really need to understand the, the market and being on the ground, we do that as well. Yeah, so we've now seen the larger markets of Sydney and Melbourne um, starting to slow in the last three months. That's not losing value, that's just slowing in the rate of price growth. So um, housing values are definitely continuing to rise substantially faster than average. So let's not um, dramatise this too much. The, The housing market as a whole is very strong. However, the headlines have shown that there is some small loss in momentum in the larger markets of Sydney and Melbourne. Now, why is that? Now, it has been suggested perhaps that declining affordability in the Sydney and Melbourne markets are starting to cause a 
a little bit of a slowdown. Now, remember, when we look at Brisbane's affordability in comparison to the likes of Sydney and Melbourne, our median dwelling value right now is $598,615. So we remain a much more affordable market compared with Sydney's median dwelling value, which is over $1 million. Um, it's it's $1,017,692. Um, Melbourne's median dwelling value, $762,068. And when we even look at some other capital cities, for example, Hobart and Canberra, they're more expensive markets as well compared to Brisbane. So their respective median values, um, Hobart, $621,102 and um, Canberra, $793,872. So this is all data that was released by CoreLogic. Um, up to the end of July 2021 and released on the 2nd of August. That's interesting um, numbers when you look at those other capitals. Um, you can understand it, Sydney and Melbourne, but it's interesting that um, Adelaide, um, Hobart, Hobart, sorry, and Canberra um, are actually above, above Brisbane. With the, with the amount of movement and things that are happening in Brisbane, um, it's quite a surprise. So um, that that's an interesting one. What about the impact? Now, we, we are seeing this a lot. Obviously, Victoria, New South Wales um, under pretty heavy lockdowns. Um, we can't see that probably opening up for, for quite a while for this year. Um, we are not in a lockdown. Um, a lot of our restrictions are about to ease, I think, at the end of this week. Uh, on Friday, we're back to sport, things like that. So um, we are seeing a lot of interest in the area. Um, the lockdown and the impact that we're seeing um, on that, what's what's that sort of doing it to it, do you think? Yeah, well, we were very fortunate. We were in lockdown a couple of weeks ago, as you know. We recorded from lockdown and we did an episode all about what impact that may have. It was a very short, sharp lockdown in Brisbane and all of a sudden it seems to be business as usual. We're very lucky um, that we seem to have you know, put the, the Delta variant um, to bed. There was, there's been no massive spread and we're, we've been tracking at zero cases for the last few days. So I think that with the lockdowns in other states, for example, New South Wales, and at the moment in Melbourne also, it definitely impacts on consumer sentiment. There's absolutely no doubt about that. The extended lockdowns um, result in people losing confidence um, in making these big decisions to buy houses. I mean, that just goes without saying. Uncertainty um, ensures that people's, you know, they're, they're second guessing what they will and won't spend their money on. Um, that said, though, you know, from our experience now with past lockdowns, we do see a trend where buyer and seller activity generally reduces during the actual event, but recovers very quickly after the lockdown ends. So we haven't really seen uh, massive price falls during previous lockdowns, but we do see a decline in transaction volumes. So how is that going to impact on Brisbane? Look, I think that the main impact that we're seeing is that people can't get in. The borders are closed. Um, in fact, army personnel are now manning the borders, so people really um, cannot get into Queensland. So there is a lot of demand for property, especially here in Brisbane, uh, people looking to relocate and buy a home and also investors now stepping back into the market. And, of course, without being able to get through the border to actually inspect properties, there's obviously a, a much higher demand for services like ours in our buyer's advocacy business where people need help um, to be able to, you know, do the on-the-ground work that is required when purchasing property. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll touch on that on the ground, but in that lockdown, we um, we are still able to go, well, we were on the last one anyway, um, we were still allowed to do private inspections. Um, so agents were obviously calling us. We, we were doing private inspections with them for our clients. 
um, building and pests, things like that were still able to happen. So we could still get out and we could still do those inspections. The inquiry level is is actually amazing. It, you know, people looking to relocate or to move up here to, to Queensland, people contacting us saying that, you know, obviously the affordability side of it, as we have touched on, um, and also, which we will jump into in, in a second, is the employment side of it. Um, you know, people are looking at, at, the, at the Sunshine State and, and looking at employment, looking at how much they can afford to buy a house for, um, how COVID so far, touch wood, um, has been handled and, and been quite quite um, small, I guess, the impact compared to other states. Um, so there's, there's a lot of attraction there for it. Um, and I think that's a, that's a big thing. What about the interest rates? Yeah, good question. Um, and I think that at the moment with the, the larger economies or the larger states in Australia in lockdown, that will have an impact on the national economy. There's no doubt about that. Um, so that said, there's probably going to be less upward pressure on interest rates for a longer period of time, which means, you know, whilst we've got an environment where interest rates are very low, that means that money is very cheap and people can afford to borrow more for the amount um, or they can afford to, to pay more for, pro for property because their borrowing capacity is increased. So, you know, I think that this environment is going to cause interest rates to be stable and they are very low at the moment. Um, and this is going to put further upward pressure on the demand for property from those that can borrow money and are looking to purchase. Yeah, I, I don't think the government's going to be in a position to They've probably got too much in their mind to think about um, interest rates at the moment. So uh, I think there's another, some more pressing, press, um, pressing issues to um, to worry about than that. So interest rates low, property prices good, and, and obviously strong, and, and a lot of interest there. So um, you know, and obviously those lockdown impact as well. Yeah, I do think there's definitely still a mismatch in Brisbane between demand and supply. Um, we can actually see why the Brisbane market has been so strong. So if we look at sales volumes, for example, over the last 12 months, they've increased 44% in Brisbane. That's for the 12-month um, period leading up to the end of June 2021, whereas total listing volumes over the exact same period of time had declined 25.9%. So that's a massive, massive difference between a much higher transaction volume and a much lower total availability of um, a stock volume, and that's why we're seeing this enormous upward pressure on prices. Yeah, we did. We did see a little bit of a change, obviously, in that lockdown where agents actually went a little bit quieter. Um, they they did sort of slow down because they knew they couldn't get all the numbers through to the openings um, and and hold openings anyway. But um, we did see that, and but I think off the back of it here, um, and this is something again the on the ground part of it. Um, we um, we've seen a little bit more of an increase um, since we've opened back up and. And things have started on again. So let, let's move on to some market prices, um, see what's happening um, and throw out some data and some stats for us. Yeah, this is the fun part. So uh, brace yourselves. We're going to start with dwelling values. And remember, dwelling values incorporate both houses and units and they group them all as one, one lump sum, if you like. So across the month of July 2021, we saw Brisbane dwelling values increase a further 2%. Um, now, that's actually back to the dwelling growth that we experienced throughout May, and we did dip slightly in dwelling value growth um, throughout June. It was at just at 1.9%, so fairly consistent across the last three months there. Um, median, value, median value for dwellings in Brisbane right now is $598,615. It is a record high once again, so each month we are setting a new record high for dwelling values. But as we always say, 
Um, what's more important than the dwelling value um, indicator is breaking that down into houses and units. And, you know, we've even got to look when we're considering units, um, there's a lot of different types of properties that are segmented into the unit sector. There's townhouses, there's executive units, there's two bedroom, two bathroom investment units. So we've always got to treat data with caution, but um, it's the best we have when we're looking at big data sets like this. Yeah, and I think you've also got to understand as well that that, that is Greater Brisbane. Correct. Um, which we need to keep reminding people, Greater Brisbane is an enormous area, takes in a lot of um, government and, and council areas. Um, as opposed to just smaller segments. And that's, just, you know, in-house here, we break all that down, obviously. Um, and there's, there's quite a big difference when you do break that down as well. Yeah, and I think another way to break that down when we're looking at dwelling values is understanding which segments of the market are leading the growth. Um, now, in Brisbane at the moment, the strongest growth in dwelling values has occurred in the top 25% of values in the three months up to the end of June. So, we saw 6.4% growth in the, the top 25% of values compared with just 3.8% growth in the bottom 25% of values. So Greater Brisbane is not all performing or growing at the same rate. And you must understand that there's different price points that are accelerating at a faster pace compared with others. Yeah, it's that higher end market um, owner occupiers, yep. um, are obviously in that market, and, and obviously your higher end investors. Um, we do talk about it when it, with investing, uh, quantity over quality. Uh, quality over quantity, I should say, wrong <laughs> way that around. Up. <laughs> um, but that, that quality, I should say, um, over quantity. And you can, and that proves it there when you look at those, um, the percentage of changes on that higher end of the segment. So let's now have a look at house prices. Um, this is where it gets um, a little bit more accurate because now we can break that dwelling data down to look at what's happening in the house sector versus the unit sector. So the, in the housing market, again, we saw 2.2% growth over the month of July. Now that's three consecutive months in a row that we've seen price growth in the housing sector at 2.2%. So remember, if you're buying at the $1 million mark, that's $22,000 of growth every month. That's $66,000 of growth over the last three months alone. So that's just a very good indicator as to why you cannot rely on settled sales that are more than six to eight weeks old to determine the current value. And you must apply a stretch factor to account for the market growth that has occurred since those settled sales were produced. So um, good news is that anyone that has owned a house in Brisbane over the last 12 months, um, the Greater Brisbane median house value increase has been 17.7%. So not a bad return for people that have already been in the market. Yeah, not so good for the ones, unfortunately, that are trying to get into the market. Um, when you look at the, the cost of missing out, um, mm. and you can see that obviously when people are trying to get into the market at the moment, um, with that, that amount of buyers out, the cost of missing out, um, as you say, that, that just as a rough figure, that $20,000 a, a week, um, a month. A month. That's that's a lot of money to, to be missing out on property. It is. And I think the biggest um, issue that a lot of buyers have is not understanding what they need to pay to get into the market. Um, and I think right now, you know, trying to to squabble, if you like, over five or $10,000 when the market's shifting so rapidly. Of course, if you can't afford to pay more, that is a top figure. But if you're trying to get a deal or if you don't see value where someone else sees value, you simply won't buy. And you know, in a fast moving market, there's a real opportunity cost associated with that. And, you know, I guess that those that need to to move fast to avoid missing out, um, people are getting priced out of suburbs 
all the time because the growth is occurring so rapidly. Get some expert help if you don't know what you need to pay. Um, engaging an expert does cost money. That is correct. However, if they can get you in the market one or two months faster, you'll well and truly, um, you know, not only save your time, but um, save money because that ultimately will avoid you the opportunity cost of delay. So obviously we've seen a little bit of change there and you can even notice a couple of the differences in some of the numbers, the, the percentages and the median values from when we look at dwellings and you've just talked about houses, it, obviously the unit market is sort of pulling that back a little bit. Um, yeah. What sort of, what are the numbers on the unit side of things? So when we look at Brisbane units and we try to um, make a point of this in every monthly update, that it is a different segment of the market here in Brisbane. We did see price growth throughout July, but it was much slower than in the housing market. So we saw 0.8% growth in the unit market. Now, if we look at the last 12 months, um, remember the housing sector, we've, we saw 17.7% price growth. In the unit sector, we've seen annual growth of 7%. So, you know, 10.7% mm. difference um, if you owned a house versus a unit. And remember, we are still talking median data. It is not specific to every property or every location within Greater Brisbane, but it's the general trend that has um, occurred and, and is evident in the data. It's, it's, a, it's a funny one, the units, and, and I do think about this and talk about it a lot. We are not an area that tends to um, live in units. Um, Brisbane's always been a little bit more, we like that bit of freedom or we like that bit of land around us. We like a house. Um, we like some lawn to mow, things like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that does in the future if migration happens and people from South start to move up here who are used to living in units. It, it's, an, it's an interesting one to watch um, and it hasn't moved as fast, obviously, as the housing side of it. And that also impact of lockdowns, um, COVID, students not being able to fly in from out overseas, all those things obviously have an impact on that unit side of things, They're probably a little bit stronger. And as I mentioned earlier, not all units are the same. So everything that's grouped into that um, that title of a unit is anything under a body corporate scheme or, or as others would know it, a strata scheme. So, you know, we're talking townhouses, we're talking high-end units that are designed for owner-occupiers and we are talking two-bedroom, two-bathroom investment stock. So um, there's a very big difference in the demand for different product types within that unit sector um, based on our on-the-ground research townhouses in good locations are also in very high demand right now uh, based on our conversations with agents, high-quality units that appeal to the owner-occupier in quality locations are also in high demand. Um, where the demand is not as good is in that um very common type of high density unit where you typically see two bedrooms, two bathrooms, um, and in a lot of areas where there is or previously has been an oversupply of too much of the same thing. So keep that in mind if you are looking to buy, it's understanding what to buy that can make the biggest impact or make the biggest difference. So what about the um, the monthly trends? Yeah, so I think that, you know, off the back of that, we're definitely seeing that in the housing sector, the price growth momentum is definitely being maintained. And over the last three months, we've seen, you know, solid price growth that hasn't changed at all. It has not slowed down. Whereas when we look at the unit sector, um, we did see a little bit of a pullback between May and June. So price growth did slow down a little bit in that time. Um, although it was still positive, it did um, decelerate. Um, and then between June and July, we saw a very small uptick in the growth once again. So it's less 
um, it's still growing, but it's not as consistent and it's not as fast. Um, so, Mark, um, rental side of things, um, vacancy rates. Let's, let's talk about the rental market and, and see what's happening on that side of it because obviously the investors are going to be pretty keen if they're looking to invest to see what's happening on that side of things. Yeah, definitely. And um, if you are a property investor, I encourage you to um, put a note in your diary to download next week's episode where we do talk to a property manager to get an on-the-ground update. Um, so mark that in your diary. But in the meantime, look, between um, June and July, citywide vacancy rates remained unchanged in Brisbane. We're still sitting at 1.3% across the board for citywide vacancy. Um, remember, each region is a little bit different. Um, one thing that I have noticed that has occurred between June and July when we're looking at the location segmentation is the Brisbane CBD has had a small spike in vacancy once again. So we were at 3.9% at the end of June, which um, is the best it's been for many, many years since the oversupply in the unit market back in 2016. But we jumped up to 4.5% in July. So that's an increase of 0.6% across the month, which was quite an interesting trend and perhaps related to the short, sharp lockdown that we did see um, in the last month. Um, that said, most other areas throughout Greater Brisbane remained relatively unchanged with very small movements of 0.1% up or down. So that's not really anything that, um, you know, is of concern to us, but um, it was just in that Brisbane CBD market that we did see a spike over the last month, which was an interesting trend. So other areas are obviously moving around a little bit different to the CBD. And, and as you mentioned, the CBD um, was impacted probably, as you say, probably that little bit of that lockdown. Um, but yeah, the percentage rates are obviously still pretty low when you look at other um, regions as well. Yeah, and I think that, you know, when we're looking at vacancy rates, anywhere that's got a low vacancy rate um, in an area that's in high demand, obviously we're going to see rental price growth. So vacancy rates don't really account for differences in product type. So we don't really see trends that are occurring or emerging in the housing sector or the unit sector through the vacancy rate itself. But we can get an understanding of what is the more desirable product based on rental price growth that has occurred in an environment where vacancy rates between the two product types have remained unchanged. So um, something a bit different this month, I've looked at the past 12 months of SQM Research Weekly Rents Index changes, and we've looked at that index for all houses in each region and compared that with two bedroom units in the same region. And there's some really interesting trends. So first of all, if we look at the Beanley Corridor in the housing sector, we've seen rental price growth up 12.6% across 12 months, whereas your two bedroom units have only grown 6.2%. In the Brisbane CBD, houses up 9.7%, two bedroom units up 5.9%. In East Brisbane, in the housing sector, rents have increased 15.1%. For two-bedroom units, rents have increased just 4.5%. In the inner Brisbane suburbs, housing market rents have increased 11.9%. Two-bedroom units have increased 4.5%. In Ipswich, housing market rents are up 8.3%. Two-bedroom units are up 7.3%. So not much change there between the houses and the units in Ipswich. In northern Brisbane, um, the housing 
rents are up 12.2% and the unit rents for two bedroom apartments are up 2.9%. South Brisbane, sorry, Southeast Brisbane, um, housing rents are up 6.4%. Unit rents for two bedders are up 1.7%. In Southern Brisbane, housing rents up 10.7%, unit rents up 7.5% for the two bedders. And finally, in West Brisbane, housing rents are up 10.9% and unit rents for two bedders are up 9.4%. So there is some good data, a nice dump for those that love numbers. But I think what that trend shows is that the housing market has been a lot stronger. Um, Any investors that have invested in houses have seen a higher rental price increase compared with investors in the same locations that may own um, units instead. So interesting, obviously, that housing side. And there'll be a note to self here um, for next week's episode. We'll uh, we'll dig deep and try and find a bit of an insight into some of the properties that are probably more desirable and what's the um, what the flavour is at the moment for that rental side of it. So that's something to look forward to for our investors. Um, we'll ask those questions next week when we talk to the property manager as well. Yeah, and so now that I've um, sort of broken down all of those areas throughout Greater Brisbane in terms of what's happened in the housing market for rents and the unit market, we can group it all together now and report back that overall the housing market has increased 9.4% over the last 12 months. So that's grouping it all together um, for Brisbane data, whereas the um, unit market has increased 4.6% over the same 12-month period. So you know, that groups all of the units back in together, whereas the data I previously quoted was just for the two bedroom units. I really wanted to um, segregate those because there's a big difference between, you know, a four bedroom, two bathroom executive unit that a home buyer might be, um, that might appeal to a home buyer versus a two bedroom, two bathroom investment grade or investment stock type of unit um, that that typically is owned by an investor. So, look, a bit of a bit of an update there. What about um, on the ground? Let, let's just talk about um, quickly um, what we're seeing, what's happened. Obviously, lockdowns, things like that, um, and obviously, what we think is going to happen. Yeah, look, I think that the short, sharp lockdown it slowed activity in the Brisbane market. There's no doubt about that. Um, we observed that there were fewer listings that came onto uh, the market, and because all of the open homes were banned and also you know public auctions were no longer able to be held there was a definite slowdown in the transactions that could take place on the other side of lockdown it felt like things just jumped straight back to where they were I don't think we've seen any slowdown whatsoever in fact potentially those that held off those listings as we expected um, brought those listings to the market in the week following the lockdown Um, we're still seeing some auctions yeah, a lot of on, online, online auctions. Yeah. Um, I think if you if you break it down a really simple way, if, if you got your head on the on the waterline um, and it went down a little bit underwater in lockdown, it's definitely got your head above water now. <laughs> um, what we're seeing with with prices and the way people are approaching prices and and, and also approaching properties is uh, people are very keen to get into this market. Um, they don't want to miss out on this opportunity to get into this market now. Um, some of the auctions that we've um, been involved in um and most of them are online um some really good strong prices there Mm -hmm. um which is encouraging and and i think the auctioneers would um 
probably be enjoying sitting in their shorts and and being comfortable at home and just wearing a suit top to to look like they're they're doing their work. <laughs> That's not true. That's what we do when we're bidding on behalf um, of clients because we are not able to be at the property or um, not in auction rooms. So we're the ones that sitting on the couch <laughs> and um, and obviously representing clients. But look, I will say for buyers, it is a very stressful time and it's a frustrating time because as prices escalate buyers really do have to either adjust their expectations or increase their budget every single month um, if they intend to same to stay in the same areas. So, you know, we we know through the inquiry that we receive um, that there's there's a lot of buyers that are unsure. There's a lot of buyers who are really, you know, fed up. There's a lot of buyers that just don't even know what they need to pay to secure a property right now. And we understand that frustration. It's why our business exists. But um, the best advice I can give uh, to buyers is to understand what is happening right now, understand the market growth that is occurring so you know where you need to position offers um, to be competitive. And also how fast it is, um, you know, being organised. I spoke to an agent just the, I look, it was earlier this week, um, they actually launched a property on Saturday, had something like 40 inquiries. So they held a, a late Saturday afternoon open, had something like 12 groups through. Um, the inquiry was so strong. They did it again on Monday with another 12 to 15 groups through. Um, that afternoon, they had seven offers. Um, so, you know, people are jumping in there. If there's something there that is a good property, a good opportunity to buy, people are moving on it and they're moving fast. So be organized, be prepared. That's probably a big tip. Yeah, it's definitely a frenzy. You know, there's still, you know, more buyers than there are sellers, without a doubt. Um, many more buyers for the available stocks. So that's why we're still seeing multiple offers. Scott's just given one example. We're seeing so many examples every single day. Um, and Saturdays and Sundays, it's it's really, you know, open for business um, 24-7 in the real estate industry right now because agents are closing offers fairly quickly because of the a number of buyers that they have to deal with. So they're setting a time frame and they're saying, put your offers in by this date. Um, at the moment, multiple offer can really stretch above, you know, the, the price expectations of a seller, um, which is great if you're selling, um, hard if you're buying because it is blind. Uh, whereas auction, you can really see uh, what others are prepared to pay. But even at auction, we have seen some really strong prices being achieved. So, you know, if you're in the market, you have to stretch to buy. You've got to be competitive with other buyers. And, um, you know, I hope that the update that we've been able to provide today mm -hmm. helps you understand the direction of the market and how much of a stretch factor you may need to apply based on other settled sales that you may be looking at. I still feel confident there might be some more um, more opportunities and more properties coming to market spring. That That's my little my tip out there, I'm going to throw that out. I think it could happen. I think spring we should we could see a lot more properties coming to the market, um, so a lot of opportunity for people to get in and buy. And we'll there probably see all of the buyers that have been sitting on their hands waiting for spring, waiting for all the additional opportunities <laughs> to come up, enter the market at the same time so the buying conditions won't change. There's my tip. Anyway, <laughs> look, I hope that's been a good update again. Um, I know Melinda loves bringing the market update with the data and the stats and doing like work. It is interesting to sit beside here and, look at the numbers and, and just actually see how things are moving and what's happening 
um, to get a bit of a heads up on it as well. So I think Scott's admitting that um, he's he's the commentator here and, and I'm the one that's done all of the work to produce the stats. Is that what you're admitting? I give the weather updates. <laughs> <laughs> so look, as usual, um, I will let Melinda wrap it up again. Um, it's been great talking. Hope everyone's enjoying these, um, these podcasts. Uh, again, as I say most weeks, unfortunately, um, our thoughts are with people in lockdown. Let's hope things can open up. We can get back to a normal life. Um, we can think about holidays and parties and all those things that we, we all enjoy doing. Um, so, look, fingers crossed everything does get back. Let's let's stay safe. Um, our thoughts with everyone. Um, until next time, thanks very much for listening and bye for now. Yeah, thanks for your time again, everybody. It's been fantastic to bring you another Brisbane market update. I do hope you enjoy the data that I prepare each month to share with you. As always, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to leave us a review, share this podcast with your friends and family. Um, So the more people that find out about the information that we share, the more people that um, will be informed about how to best position themselves for a purchase here in Brisbane. Until next week, uh, take care and bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes and, of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.